Happy New Year, people. Welcome back to the Unconventionalist Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Roost, And uh, wow, 2019. Wow. That's what I want to say. The last year of the 2010s, and we're about to enter the 2020s. And that's the 365 days. Feels crazy. 2020s. Is that cool? 2020. All those missions and visions of companies that by 2020 and government, like by 2020. I wonder if they're going to push the goalposts now and just kind of call it 2030 vision. Anyway, I regress. Uh, what do I want to say to you? Yeah, I wanted to say hi. Welcome. If you're new to this podcast, fabulous. Hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, make sure to, you know, follow and subscribe. And uh, go and check out some previous episodes. There's about 110 plus episodes that you can go and dive in. Some amazing conversations, some challenging ones, and some beautiful ones. Um and 2019, I wanted to kick off something a little bit different, actually. I mean, I've been doing this now for what? It'll be about four years this summer. We'll celebrate the four-year anniversary of 100 episodes. Mad. And lots of things have been happening, actually. Lots of changes. I'll be telling you a bit more about that in coming episodes. But if you haven't signed up to my private email list yet, it's really easy. You can go over to markcruise.com forward slash newsletter or just go to my website markcruise.com and click on start here. Uh, and you would have missed out on this little golden dungeon, but don't worry, I've got your back. I'm going to share it here as well, just because I think I had such great feedback actually from it um, that I wanted to share with you. So, you know how New Year's resolutions, they're great. Like, oh my God, finally we can press the reset button and start all over. All those things I didn't do this year, I can recommit to them. And it's great. I mean, I love the intention. You know, it's fabulous. You want to write a book, launch a podcast get in shape, find that perfect relationship, go more traveling, change jobs. I don't know what you want to do. Start a business. God knows. But the scary thing is that, you know, they found that basically 80% of resolutions fail within the first six weeks. So by February, it's kind of game over. It's a bit sad. And one of the things I want to invite you and I invited uh, my community over in my email is that instead of doing New Year's resolutions, do something a little bit different this year. And, and here's how you here's how you want to do this. It's a really simple exercise. You want to take out a sheet of paper. Now, I'm a big fan of just pen and paper over anything else, but that's just me. I just find that the creative process, and we spend enough screen time already. Um, you take a piece of paper, you put a draw a line in the middle. And on the left, you're going to put a plus sign, and on the right side, you're going to put a, a minus sign. And this is super easy. Basically, on the left side, you're going to write down everything that just brings you joy, that makes you happy, that makes you come alive. Right, And it doesn't have to be epic big stuff. Like, of course, it could be some great stuff, like getting a standing ovation when you give a talk. Great. But it could be the mundane things, actually, the smaller things, like having the perfect brew or the perfect tea blend, right? Or getting that bus on time or, or drinking a turmeric latte. Maybe that's just me. And how hipster of me, right? Uh, but things like going out for walks in, in the nature, um, I should add like sunsets and then put that on a dating profile. That just sounds weird though, right? And the other things are things like, you know, my, I love, for example, exercising, working out, um, drinking enough water, getting good night's sleep, just these little things that make a huge difference on my overall happiness and the way that I feel, right? Things that I can control. And on the right side, on the minus uh, place of the page, you're going to write down everything that kind of brings you down, bums you out, makes you a bit sad, brings you down, that kind of stuff. So for me, it's, for example, working at nights or weekends because I wasn't organized enough and procrastinated and hadn't written my email 
for example, that I wanted to send out to my community. And so I'm Saturday night or Tuesday night, whenever, and I'm blasting this email out. And I really should be doing that. So that brings me down. Accounting. Accounting, I really find it horrible. I mean, I, I retook my quantitative method and accounting exams like three times at uni. I just I just hate it. I really, really don't like the tedious task of inputting. And I'm actually going to be switching to a digital platform sure at some point because this is not sustainable. But you get the point. Anything that kind of brings you down. And then here's here's the revolutionary thing to do this year. Instead of maybe coming up with some big, bold ambitions. Don't get me wrong. I love those two. And they're great. But how about you have an intention and commitment to doing more of the stuff you enjoy doing? Like, for example, tonight, one of my intentions this year was to go on more date nights. And I love going to the movies. So tonight we're going on a date night with a partner. And we're going to go and see a film. We haven't done that in ages. And so it's it sounds little. It's a commitment. We've got to find someone that can come and babysit. But the truth is... This is the little things, I think, that really make a big difference. So that's what I wanted to kind of kick off today's episode with, I guess, to help you hopefully make 2019 your best year yet. Let me know if that makes sense, actually. Let me know if, if that's helpful. I mean, the response has been really great um, over on, 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 on email, which was cool. The other thing I wanted to invite you to do, and I'll be doing this with you now as well, is to take a bit of time to reflect in 2018. I know we're already, you know, the big week has gone now in January, but I think it's really easy to just constantly chase the next big thing, to constantly go forward and never to actually appreciate how far you've come and what you've accomplished and, and reached. And I really want you to do that. And, and, and I don't know, you know, the way that you want to do that or the way that I can share with you is that I basically go back and look, OK, what were the things that were really great actually this year? What are the things that were really challenging? What did I learn? What were the moments of growth? Like, I go back and do this kind of process. And what is it I want to take with me into 2019 that I learned in 2018, right? What is it that I want to continue to grow and expand into? These are the kind of things that really help me reflect. And I'll be honest, 2018 was a big year. It was a really cool year. It was my best business year in terms of, of revenue, that's for sure, but also in terms of impact. You know, it grew to 20,000 uh, followers and community on, online, which is really cool. My videos hit a million views on YouTube across, you know, my TEDx talk and also my own personal videos. So that's, that's crazy, a little bit crazy. And, you know, I really started to, to ramp up what I believe I've been put on this planet to do, and that is to get in front of more people and to make them feel seen, heard, and loved. And that's kind of the big, big kind of little woohoo vision, right? But it started off in January, actually, where I was invited by the amazing folks over at People Against Dirty, the people who are behind the brand, of method and eco and I generally say this I'm not getting paid in any kind of way to say this but they're amazing they're, they're really passionate people who are on a mission who've got great product who've got this clear vision of where they want to go and they're just super driven and so I've been invited to go to the all hands meetup where the entire team came together the whole company came together where I got to share basically my thoughts and what it takes to to grow a caring culture in the workplace as you scale and as you and you strive for fast growth how do you still take care of your number one asset your people and so that was really cool it really kind of kicked off this kind of year of going whoa there's actually a need for this in companies and 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 forward thinking pioneering leaders like the folks over at pad trusted me with that and had the courage to bring me in and i really want to acknowledge them for that the the other thing that's been really cool is that i started 
also uh, co-leading, although I think I started the year maybe 2017, but I think 2018 definitely was the year it kicked off more, where I started being the front of the leader for the coaches training, the Coactive Training Institute, um, CTI, in the UK and Europe, and, and, and got to basically train a group of future coaches, of, of budding coaches, whether they're still in a professional capacity working in a company just want to have coaching skills to add to their arsenal or they want to become full-time coaches and it's honestly one of the most rewarding gigs i get to do you know it's truly cool and i'm doing actually in a couple of days i'm doing another weekend in london three days fundamentals if you're coming great i'll see you there uh but it's so special because you get to see people coming home to who they truly are and i know it sounds a little bit out there but there's honestly i can't think of something more amazing to witness you know an adult a grown person finally giving themselves permission to go back to who they really were and yeah it's cool it's really really cool which i think leads me to the next point where i was invited by the école de pont business school in paris one of the leading business schools in the area to go and work with the mba students the future leaders in terms of helping them find their voice and position themselves in the market as thought leaders and build their personal brand and that was really exciting because i think What's cool about MBA students is that they have the capacity to change the way businesses are run, you know, or start their own businesses. And I think it's really cool to go back to the source and change the way that we are teaching our leaders to show up in the world and more importantly, be with the people they'll be leading and, and managing. And so that's really exciting. And I think it, it was also really cool to actually spill that over. Uh, when I kicked off the master classes with The Guardian. That started in 2017 in the winter, but managed to get involved with the freelance boot camp, telling about the reality of the ups and downs, how to find your voice, build a brand again, position yourself out there. That was really exciting. One of the really cool things that happened again, 2018 as well, uh, I think it was around March, but I think the video came out in April, is Google got in touch with me. Um, big shout out to Sophie Miller, who put me in touch with... Uh, the Google contact who thought about me and they were looking to have an expert to come in and talk about the power of personal branding of self-promotion and putting yourself out there of talking about what you're doing in the world so that people can pay attention and, and, and help you make a difference and that was really cool it was really cool actually I did a, a whole vlog behind the scenes it's on my YouTube channel it's one of my most, most views videos I think of 2018 where I kind of take you behind the scenes and the videos you can watch actually on my website on marketers.com forward slash about, I think, and about or forward slash media. And you can also find it on the digital garage platform that Google created to try and for free help people and, and give them some digital skills. So that was really exciting. You know, got to collaborate with Google, which was fun. And uh, what else happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. In, in, um, in about April, I think it was, I was invited by a really cool a biomedical company in Cambridge to go and work with their employees around helping them find meaning and purpose in their work, which I thought was really forward thinking as well, you know, um, and big shout out to the HR director that believed in me and brought me in and got to work with their, their people. And it was great to see these fascinating brains like PhDs and, and researchers and doctors and scientists and, and actually seeing that they too, and like everyone, actually, we all have uh, at this hardwired system inside of us that craves purpose and meaning in what we do and all ages actually um even though i think millennials we are the purpose generation it, it's something that you can really spill and, and see across all generations that was really cool and and that kind of brings me to 
the start of the summer, which obviously 2018 will be always remembered for me as the year that um, we recorded the 100th live episode of the Unconventional Podcast in this really cool uh, area called the studio in the heart of White City Place. And it was so, so cool. I mean, it's one of those things that I did that I look back and go, if I could do that all the time, like if I could just be hosting a show with an audience and helping spread a positive message that can really change people's lives, I'd, um, I'd be done. And apologies for the sound in the background if you're hearing this, if it's picking up the mic. There's some excited people outside the little studio booth I'm in. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to all of you who came out actually and listened and watched the 100th episode, who reached out following that. And if you haven't seen it or heard it, you can either go back to listen to episode 100 or you can go over on YouTube and you can actually see us on stage and see my wonderful guests and the wonderful audience. That was really cool. Uh, I then spoke at, uh, oh yeah, Lloyd's Bank in London about how to better lead and unleash millennials in the workplace. That was really cool. That was like a big thing that came up, um, especially around also State Street, you know, wanted to come in and, and, and talk about, you know, and I'll, and I'll do an other episode about this, you know, to kind of tell you a bit more about what I'm doing in 2019 when I'm focusing on um but I think there's something really, really exciting happening, especially when you know that by 2025, 75% of the workplace will be filled with millennials. And I think that's so cool because it's a massive challenge for companies. It's costing over $90 billion in shortfall of shortfall talent and so much more. I want to talk about this. And so stay tuned. The other thing that happened in 2018 that I want to celebrate with you is that I performed my first stand-up comedy uh, gig. Five minutes for charity at the Backyard Comedy Club in Bethnal Green. We raised some funds and awareness for a charity that was trying to tackle gang violence and knife crime. And wow, that was nerve-wracking. You know, 2017 was my TEDx talk. That was the big thing. 2018 was this. That was my nerve-wracking moment, you know. A lot of people are surprised by this, but it's it's stand-up comedy is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And, I, and I'm still doing I'm, I'm performing on the 11th of February, I think, in London. And I haven't even written anything yet, but I'm terrified. And it's just, I don't know why. It's finally really scary to, to to think that you've got to go on stage and make people laugh and people expect you to make you laugh. It's not like you go on stage, you give a talk, and you accidentally make people laugh, but they expect it. It's like, this better be good. And for some reason, that freaks me out. But that was cool. And, oh, of course, France won the World Cup. Yay. That was really cool. That was such an exciting moment. I mean, if, you know, in England... In the UK, it was so cool. England were doing really well. You know, went to the semi-finals, and it was just really special, actually. Um, yeah, it was really special. It was a really special moment to be part of that and to see, you know, it's coming home and all that stuff. And then France won. You know, that was crazy. Twenty years ago, I remember when they won in '98. I was a kid watching TV, and my brother was up in Paris. And I remember going, oh, next time they win, I hope I'll be in Paris. But I was in London. And I really, really hoped that England and France would go to the final together. Just thought it would be a bit a bit magic, a bit crazy, because everybody's always asked me, you know, you're half English, half French. What would you do if they, you know, played against them? Who do you support? So that would be cool. I would have had, like, a personalized, custom-made shirt, half French, half English, half England. Um, that would have been cool. Yeah. And then uh, what else happened? What else happened last I want to celebrate? Ooh, oh yeah, that's it. Um, so I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast or not, but a few years back in 2015, 
I did a leadership program training with CTI. And it's one of the most amazing things I've done, if I'm honest. It was a 10-month program, uh, 23 participants from like 17 different countries or 13 different countries, I forgot. Um, all different kind of backgrounds. And it was so cool. It was really, really cool. Transformational. It's one of the big things that had a big impact in my life. And once the program ended, uh, we continued on. So every year we kind of kept on going, organizing our own retreats and kind of own programs and growing each other as, as leaders and supporting each other and, and, you know, finding our blind spots and that kind of stuff. And we organized the eighth retreat um, in Mallorca, which was really cool. Um, yeah, it was like lots of lots of learning, lots of growing. It was great to come back. It was a big, big, number, big turnout, actually. I think there were just about maybe 18 or 19 of us, which was huge because it's been up and down. Um, and we'll be doing the next one, uh, our ninth retreat in Greece this year, which I'm organizing with one of my co-leaders. Um, that's going to be really exciting. I'll tell you a bit more about that when we get closer to it. Uh, what else? What else? What else I want to celebrate? Ooh. Oh, yeah. I started doing it again since the 1st of January. I've started taking cold showers. So it's been nine days. It's horrific. It's horrible. I don't do it, kids. I really don't. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, I get the benefits. Yes, I do feel amazing afterwards, but it is a mind fuck. Excuse my French. But it is. It's like you're standing there. The sh shower is freezing cold and you're going to put yourself through it. And I do it because last year, 2018, I did it for five months. I did it for five months. And I think two mornings I didn't do it because I felt a little bit down. But for five months, every morning I'd face that fear and do it. And I wasn't ill that much. So I really recommend if it's something you want to try out. It was pretty great. I think I stopped because I basically ended up catching a flu. And it just, everything went downhill from there. Uh, but, you know, and, and talking about downhill, I, uh, I gave my first best man speech in French this year. Uh, for my mate Remy and Laura's wedding, that was nerve-wracking. It was because uh, it was so it's so weird for me to have to give talks and speeches in French. I, I do it, and I can do it, um, but it was it was kind of fun because in, in France they don't really have the culture of making fun of the groom when you're the best man or or sharing embarrassing stories. Like when you go and do a stag do in France. Like the idea that you'd get them to dress up as like a, as like a, I don't know, a penis or you know, or as 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 a, as a toddler, it's completely alien to them. And so, I obviously had to uh, shake things up. So I brought some old photos because we used to live together um, uh, as my housemate. And so I had <laughs> taken loads of photos where we used to live together of all the stuff he did. And I was kind of. Talking about the different points and showing them, and he couldn't believe I, I still had those photos. But that was really cool. It was really special, actually. And um, ah, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this. I've mentioned this on Instagram for sure. But another thing I really want to celebrate for 2018 was I was invited by IPG, the Independent Publishing Guild, uh, to come and talk at the Autumn Conference that they organised at the Mermaid in London. Now, the reason why this is special is that back in April, I think it was April 27th, something like that, 2013. I went to see Eric Thomas. Uh, you might have heard of him, maybe better known under the Hip Hop Preacher. Um, he was a very compelling, motivational kind of speaker and YouTuber and author. Um, and he came and talked. I remember sitting in the crowd and I spent most of my time looking around the crowd. And first of all, acknowledging the diversity of the audience, which is normally when you go to these kind of self-development programs or events, it's predominantly white. I mean... If you look around, I'd say the vast majority of people are white. And then in this particular conference, and when he came and gave a talk, it was a completely different scene. And I thought that was amazing. That was the first thing I noticed. The second thing I saw was was just the power and impact that he could have from stage. 
And I remember thinking to myself, one day I'll come back and I'll speak at this stage. Now, I didn't realize this until I I think it was just before I stepped on stage. And I thought, oh, this was with this way Eric Thomas came. Uh, E.T. the hip hop preacher. And so I got on stage and I gave a talk there and it was really cool. That was that was a bit special, actually. Um, yeah, not as special as my daughter turning one, though. That was mad. I mean, my, my daughter turned one in September and the parents came over. And that was, yeah, it's crazy. How fast does time fly? You know, when you're a parent. My friend Dennis used to say, the days are long, but the years are fast. Or something like that. Or the years are quick. I forgot. Anyway, something like that. But it's true. It goes by so fast. Um, and and that was that was really cool. I mean, wow, I survived. There's, there's a podcast I launched on the side. I don't really promote it. I don't really talk about it. But I just kind of send out some voice notes just from the heart and raw about the experience of being a dad and trying to start and grow a business uh it's called the doubt it's available on itunes and all that stuff and anchor and spotify and you can check it out if you want to it's about 30 episodes out there they're usually about two minutes uh two to four minutes episodes um and yeah but that was that was that was an incredible year we survived which and she survived which I want to celebrate. Um, one of the really cool events I got to speak at actually was Black Swan Data, a company who are doing some pioneering things around prediction of trends and forecasts for companies using AI and algorithms and big data. They're really, really cool. Got to go in there and talk about meaning and purpose in the work, creating a, a purpose-driven workplace. That was so cool. So big shout out to all the folks, that, uh, all the swans actually. Um what else I want to celebrate? There's like seems to be so much already. Uh, oh, oh yes, of course. Um, yeah, this is be, this this is this is like it's a, it was a big decision actually. I think I think I'm underplaying it, but for a long time I kind of knew that I needed to bring someone in and kind of you know have someone join you know team unconventionalist a little bit more um, seriously. And so this amazing organic thing happened where um, this guy reached out to me months ago. I think maybe by email or by Instagram, I forgot, and um, asked, you know, if he could be in, get involved and, and help out. And long story short, we had a chat, and he ended up helping me promoting the 100th episode by creating little snippets of the episodes with thumbnails, and we promoted on Instagram, and just had a great energy. And, and his name's Riley McGee. And I forgot how it happened, but basically, after that, he was like, oh, I'd love to get more involved. You know, is there anything that you, you might be looking for? And and basically, I brought him on as, you know, as I kind of, you know, jokingly call him, like the king of the ops. And he's helped me over the last, yeah, three and a month and a bit. And and he's really helped me smash through so many items on my to-do list, you know, from from getting getting us, I guess, GDPR compliant, you know, setting automated onboarding systems. He cleared like one third of my email list that just wasn't responsive and costing me time and money, you know. Because um, I, think, I think we can get caught up by vanity metrics. And it's like, oh, I've got this, you know, thousands of, listeners or whatever but if 70 percent of them don't care don't open your emails then that's that's ridiculous it's you know it's you don't need that so you help that out sort of cookies on my website there's just lots of stuff just to optimize lots of stuff and just having someone that to bounce back ideas on a, on a weekly basis someone that is super smart super witty super on it just made a huge difference and it's a big investment for me for sure at this stage of my business but at the same time you know, there's a saying in France that um, you can't make omelets without breaking eggs. And, and, and you've got to be able to 
to willing to go through the crossfire and put my, my neck on the line and, and get this done. And so that's been that's been great, actually. That's been one of the best decisions I did in 2018, for sure. Um, and my hope is that I can continue this relationship for as long as I can, and or even if it's for now and, and then and then a bit more later. But whatever it is, it's, it's just been a great gift. Um, so I really appreciate that. Another really cool thing I want to celebrate, actually, I want to take a moment to do this, is um, Daniel Priestley, uh, the founder of Dent Global, asked me to join uh, as a mentor. Asked me to join the company as 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 a, as a kind of a mentor to take care of their, you know, their their whole profile day, uh, the whole aspect of how do you position yourself as a thought leader, how do you get known, liked, and trusted, and how to become more visible, how to become Google Googleable. <laughs> I don't know even what the word is, but that's really cool because I really I really love his books. If you haven't read any of his books, I really recommend it. He's been on the show. You can go back and listen to things like episode ninety something, ninety six maybe. Um, and he's just really cool. He's, he's he's really down to earth. He's got a great uh, insight into businesses. He's, I find him really funny, actually, if you follow him online. Um, and the, the reason why I think this is so cool is that years and years and years ago, um, when I met uh, JP Davila, Jean-Pierre Davila, a while back, and we co-led a retreat in Thailand together, um, I was introduced to this whole world of key person of influence, KPI, by... Daniel Priestley. And I remember going there to the event and it's like a program they do. It's an accelerator and it's it's amazing. And I remember going, oh, that's really cool. Maybe one day I'll do that. This was, this was what, uh, 2012? Yeah, like five years ago. And to see that the parallel journey that I've gone on to and, and grown and, you know, through November and then launching the Unconventionalists and doing my TEDx talk and, book and all this stuff. And then to being asked to actually becoming a mentor, you know, becoming one of the faculty members that's really cool. So that was that was special. Um, and I'm really looking looking forward to the partnership, actually, and the collaboration with the whole Dent team. They're really cool. We'll be doing lots of cool stuff this year. I think there's an event on the 20th of February. If you want to come and see me talk, um, I'll be doing that for them. You can check it out it's on my website, markdrews.com forward slash live hyphen events. I think if you go on the homepage, scroll down at the bottom, you'll get the link. And yeah, come and say hi if you're coming, actually. Uh, another really cool thing was... Ooh, I don't know if you saw this on Instagram, but I gave a talk in what I could only call an urban jungle. So it was kind of like, uh, what is it called, the Barbican? Yeah, there was a the Barbican. They have this kind of weird, I don't know what it is actually. They call it, I think, the jungle or the wildlife. I don't know. It's like these crazy trees, these crazy plants in the middle of this dome, glass dome. And I gave a talk there for Event Lab on what it means to be an unconventional leader, a modern leader, a 21st century pioneering forward thinking leader. And uh, I think they're going to be releasing the talk in April, if I'm not mistaken, but you can get a preview of it over my website, marketers.com forward slash about. Um, I put a link there, but shh, secret. But it's a cool talk. I'm really proud of it, actually. It's a it's a TED, TEDx kind of like talk. And um, I, I share a few kind of disruptive ideas that I think are pretty cool. Um, what else? What else do I want to celebrate? I know I've been going on now, but I just I think it's quite cool to to reflect TEDx. Oh, TEDx. Yeah, there you go. Um, two of my former clients who gave TEDx talks, I think they gave them in 2018. Yeah, they did. Um, Steph Slack gave a talk at TEDx Folkestone. We need to talk about male suicide. And Billy Quinlan uh, gave a TEDx talk at TEDx Clapham on how can we create a sex positive future for women. And they both invited me to host the screenings of their, of their TEDx talks with their friends and families and that was really cool. That was really cool, actually, to see them both. They've done something 
incredible things and they're doing some incredible things and i'm super 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 proud of both of them and to have played a little little part on the journey um felt really cool i think that's one of the most rewarding things you can do actually as a as a leader as a coach as a mentor uh i guess as, a, as an entrepreneur is to see the people that you've interacted with go off and do their own things and do some phenomenal things you know i heard someone say i'm not here to to create followers i'm here to create leaders and i thought that was really cool uh really cool saying um Oh god, yeah, of course my phone was stolen. That was that was shit, not gonna lie. But it was a gift to be reminded of being present. Um, which was really cool, uh, in that way. But it was not a cool experience. I don't wish it on anybody. Alright, we're gonna wrap this up. I think I've been going on for a while. Um Oh yeah, of course. Well, there's a few things. Let's let's finish off with this. Um my TEDx talk on the power of purpose. You know what they don't tell you about starting a business, about entrepreneurship, reached three hundred thousand views on YouTube. I think I think it's now three hundred and fifty thousand. But by the end of November, it was 300,000, which has become the most watched TEDx Cardiff TEDx talk of all time. Yay! That's cool. I think I'm still the first person who took a selfie on stage. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. markrooscom forward slash TEDx. I'm just trying to create all these links for you just to make it easier to find stuff. Let me know if that's helpful. Um, my video CV this year, actually, the one I did back in 2011. Can you believe it? 2011! It's going to be eight years Eight years that I created that video CV. Wow. Anyway, it hit half a million views on YouTube. I still got a bunch of messages and people commenting and stuff. That, that's been really cool. We hit 60,000 downloads on iTunes for this podcast. That's nuts, but really cool. So I appreciate. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Um, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. Yeah, featured. I was in L Magazine, The Guardian on a few podcasts, including Sanctus and that kind of stuff. That was really cool. Uh, that's it. I mean, uh, so much more actually i could go on but the bottom line is thank you actually thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for being part of the unconventionalist community thank you to all the people i forgot to mention all the epic things that happened in 2018 that i should have mentioned but didn't and if you want to do the same exercise if you want to do something similar then um here's here's a few questions like growing questions that you can you can ask yourself so what were the top three wins or magic moments and achievements of 2018? Right, so make a list of that. Then you want to write down what were the biggest challenges that you grew through or from, right? What did you learn from these that made you a better person and business owner or leader? You want to write that down. Then you want to write down, like, what are your top three aspirations for 2019? Right, and, and one of the last questions you can ask, and this is this was taken from Tacky, Tacky Moore's Forward Focus Reflection Exercise, how do you want your life to be different come December 2019? Like if we could catch up over a, you know, beverage of our choice, whether that's a green smoothie, green tea, or may I say a cheeky pint, gin and tonic, whatever your weapon of choice is. And you can tell me, like, what, what changed? What was different in 2019? What would you want that to be? That's a good question to leave you with. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much. I wanted to spend a bit of time, reflect on 2018 um and of course 2018 would have been nothing without you uh thank you for the love thank you for the support if you enjoy the show uh here's a little something you can do 2019 if you want to add that to your commitments <laughs> so go up on itunes and to leave a rating and review and i say this because it makes a big difference it kind of helps you know push this podcast up the charts so people can listen to it and the reason why i want to do that it's not just because it's a vanity thing and i'm sure there's a part of it that totally comes from an ego place like i want to be known and seen and you know like me love me but it's because I believe that broadcasting powerful conversations has the power 
to change people's lives. I really do. And I think the conversations we have here have changed people's lives in, in some shape, form, or have helped people start something or, or shift something or change something in their lives. And I would love for that to spread far and wide and make positively louder. And I need you. Actually, I can't do this on my own. I really, really can't. And you can do this by either sharing this episode with a friend, sharing it on your social media, tagging me at Mark LaRouche, you know, maybe do a screenshot, put it on your Instagram. And leaving a rating and review on iTunes, it literally takes two minutes. It really does. Super quick. And it makes a huge difference. So that'd be cool if you want to do that. Uh, and I've got some exciting announcements coming up, coming in, coming up. I never know. Uh, but I think that's enough for now. I think that's been a long episode of me yapping and talking away. But it's good to be back and it's good to be a little more relaxed with you. And I'm looking forward to a bit more relaxed format of the show. And I'm going to invite a guest at think coming at the end of January, early February, and uh, we'll be talking about growth mindset versus scarcity mindset, not in a kind of like startup-y, hey, look how amazing we are kind of way, but more about why is it hard sometimes to want to celebrate other people's successes and celebrate other people doing something similar than we're doing as opposed to being a little bit triggered, a bit more reactive, a little bit fearful, a bit jealous, a bit, you know, angry and wanting other people to fail in order to succeed. It reminds me of something that Gary Vaynerchuk said on the Joe Rogan podcast, where he said there's two ways of building the tallest tower in the city. You either build the tallest tower or you tear apart all the other towers around you. And that was like, hmm, that's an interesting perspective. That's an interesting way of seeing life. But more on that, coming towards the end of the month, watch that space and subscribe to the show to make sure you get it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. It's good to be back. Happy New Year, and may 2019 be your best year yet, whatever best means to you. Love you, and I'll see you soon.